The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, it's just me holding it down solo. But uh, there's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. The NFL playoffs are set. And the NFL coaching carousel continues to just twirl round and round and round. And I have to give credit to Coach Tom Coughlin, who's, oh man, he has two Super Bowls under his belt with the New York Giants. Resigned today. And um, I just don't think that that we've seen the last of Tom Coughlin coaching in the NFL. Um, when you look at him, you know, I know he's, he's 70. If he's, not, if he's not 70, he's coming up on his 70th birthday. Coach Coughlin was born in 1946. But, um, hey, I really think that Coach Coughlin can do a lot still in the NFL. I mean, when you look at it, my goodness, we have a lot of, a lot of coaching vacancies um, in the NFL this year. Uh, right now, today, um, um, you know, I know Coach Coffin can't go back to the Giants, but there are still some positions that are available in the NFL, and I and I really think Coach Coffin could um could fill one of those jobs easily. I I really think Coach Coffin could could make a difference in Cleveland. You know, um, Patton's gone, and I, and I really think that um that Coach Coffin could could take that team because when you look at the Browns, um, as many first round picks as they've had in, in the past years, um, they, you, you can tell that they have players on that team. They don't have a lot of leadership on that team. And I think coach Coughlin would definitely bring a, a leadership and, and a discipline that that team hasn't had since Marty Schottenheimer coached it many, 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 many years ago, probably before some NFL fans, a lot of NFL fans were even born. So it's been a long time since the Browns have had any continuity in, on that team. And, uh, and I think Coach Coughlin could give them that and, and maybe get this team off to, into a good direction. And, and who, who's to say he's going to coach 10 more years? No. But who's to say he's not going to coach three more years? And if you can get three quality years in the NFL, I, I think it's almost worth it. The, um, to, for the Browns to to consider uh, Coach Coughlin, if if nothing else, and 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 trust me, um, when we look at the Philadelphia Eagles, another team in Coach Coughlin's division, uh, I really think that he could make a difference with that team. 
Um, you gotta, man, you gotta understand that Philadelphia is, is not very far away from, from having something there. Uh, I think they have DeMarco Murray, who's an outstanding running back. Chip Kelly just didn't use him, um, in the right way and didn't get the maximum production from him. But I really think that, uh, that they have some serious pieces there in, um, in, in Philly, I'm not so sure that um, that Sam Bradford is the key at quarterback, but I, I really think that um, that they have enough in Philadelphia to make a difference. And I think uh, Coach Coughlin could could easily fit in there. And let's don't be surprised if the Miami Dolphins are really seriously considering Co- uh, considering Mike Shanahan. And don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of Coach Shanahan. You know, Coach Shanahan recruited me in 1982 out of high school to go to play at the University of Florida where he was the offense coordinator at that time under Charlie Pell. So I'm a big fan of Coach um, Coach Mike Shanahan. I, I, I like Coach Shanahan. I, you know, he's won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. I think he got a bad, bad rap in Washington with uh, with Robert. And I really think um, Coach Shanahan could um, could make a difference in Miami. The rumor is is that Coach Shanahan has already had two interviews with the Miami Dolphins. And I said it earlier in the year, guys, um, that the Miami Dolphins would be going after a big name coach. I mean, you know, this this guy that owns the Miami Dolphins, he he's a Big name. He's a he's a super rich guy. Hang out with Warren Buffett and these kind of guys. He's not going for some no name coach to build. He's not he's not going with another uh, offense coordinator from some other team. He he's coming after a winner. Don't be surprised if if Coach Coughlin name doesn't pop up for this Miami Dolphin job, and it'd be a great job for him. Miami has a lot of talent down there. I'm not so sure Tannehill is the answer, but, hey, we'll get to Tannehill just a little later in the show. But I really think that Coach Coughlin could make a serious difference in Miami. The weather's nice down there. I mean, he'll have a chauffeur to take him anywhere he wants to go. He wouldn't have to worry about anything. I think, I think Miami would be a good fit for Coach Coughlin, and and where else does where do all the all the New Yorkers go to retire? On um, South Florida, if not South Florida, Florida. But we'll, but most of them try to make their ways as far south as they can. And uh, I think Coach Coughlin would make a big splash in Miami with the Dolphins. I I, I think he I think he's a he's a difference maker. Now uh, I just don't see um, Coach Coughlin. Even considering going to um, going to see going to Tennessee, and the Titans, um, they're definitely looking for a coach. Coach Mike Malarkey, um, uh, he he was the interim coach at Tennessee for a while. Uh, they're not bringing him back, and um, and I don't blame him. But this is a team that got rid of a, a, a good coach in Jeff Fisher some years ago, and have not been able to put this team in in anything that's contention of playoffs or, or, I mean, and Jeff Fisher, don't forget, you know, he took this team to the Super Bowl. Um, Jeff Fisher was just um, basically a, a, a yard away from winning the Super Bowl with the Tennessee Titans and, uh, and Steve McNair. So I just, you know, it's, it's, 
it's hard to say where Tennessee is going and and who's going to be um, the coach in Tennessee. Um, coach Pagano um, in Indianapolis. I don't know. I'm, 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 the word is is that um, he has some job security. He might be back, but Coach Pagano played this season with his contract being over at the end of the season. So right now he's he, he's on the team, but he doesn't have a contract. What kind of craziness is this? So are they gonna? Are they just gonna ask him any day now, any hour now? And I really think that it's just a matter of um, matter of time. It could be in the next hour. It could be today. It could be in the morning. It could it could be um, Wednesday. I I really think um, Coach Pagano is is gonna be gone. I I just think his 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 time is winding down in Indianapolis and. Um, and I, and I just think he's he he's he's about to be what we call axed. Now, on the other hand, I think Coach Pagano has what it takes to possibly um, be an NFL coach and be a good NFL coach. So don't be surprised if we see him and his name pop up for one of these vacancies in the NFL. And guys, let's don't get it twisted. Um, I, I I really think that that the NFL is going to um, fire some more people. To be honest with you, I think we're going to see even more coaches fired in in days to come. And I'm I'm really surprised that um I'm I'm really surprised that the Jacksonville Jaguars and um and 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 Gus Bradley. His name just doesn't come up to be um, to be a candidate to be fired, but I just I don't I don't, I don't know. Um, he doesn't seem to be a coach that's going to take this team anywhere. So I don't understand why why we're actually um, making it seem like he's going to be around for another three years when we know that. We might as well cut our ties now and move on. Uh, but I think at the same time, the coaching carousel is very slim. And we don't and I think we're finding now that these guys are not wanting to deal with college coaches coming into the NFL. Tim Ke- Chip Kelly, um <laughs> he he didn't he didn't do a good thing for College guys wanting to um, to go into the to the NFL and, and be productive. Uh, at well, uh, Gus Bradley, this is his second year um, with um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bill O'Brien, first year with the Texans, and he's you know for some way hook or crook, the Texans are in the, in the playoffs. Um, Man, and and have they gone through some situations with quarterbacks this year? And this team is in the playoffs. Bill O'Brien, I, I I really think the Texans may have something with uh, with Bill O'Brien, and guys like Todd Bowles, first year in the league, just you know he went through so much with quarterback with Geno Smith, 
And uh, then Fitzpatrick ended up being the starter for this team. Uh, I really think Todd Bowles is going to be a good coach in this league. I think he's um, he's taking this team some places. I think he's going to be a good coach. Mike Del Rio, uh, first year in Oakland. I think uh, I think Mike Del Rio has 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 a lot of job security right now. And um, uh, Mike McCoy with the San Diego Chargers. You know, San Diego, they really can't do anything with anything because San Diego wants to leave San Diego. They're looking for a home somewhere in Oakland, in California. They want to get in the, in, well, they're already right in California, but they want the Oakland market. Uh, there is not, not, not the Oakland market, excuse me, the L.A. market. And there really is no team in Los Angeles. There is no NFL team in Los Angeles. And so I think it's a, it's a good possibility that, um, that this team could, could possibly be in, um, in Los Angeles next year. So they're not going to waste their time, um, transferring coaches. They're looking for an opportunity to move this team quietly without any distractions. Jay Gruden, congratulations. Congratulations, coach Gruden. You did it. You, 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 you changed this team. You changed the, the, the mentality of the of the Washington Redskins, uh, Robert Griffin is definitely going to be out the door now. We will not be seeing him uh, after this season, and this will be about you, Coach Gruden. I think um, I think you deserve it. Um, I think, it is, and it's a good thing. And so, hey, we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you a pass for this season coming up. We should not be talking about your job in jeopardy. We should not be talking about you rebuilding. No, the Redskins are here. The Redskins are in the playoffs. And yes, the Redskins are here. Now, Jason Garrett, on the other hand, wow. You know, six seasons in Dallas, uh, not a playoff win, and we're still waiting and I know Jerry Jones is a very, very impatient man. I don't see him. Um, I don't see Jerry Jones going through this much longer. Um, hey guys, we got a call on the line. Ray, what's going on? Starting quarterback there with uh, RG three, and then uh, Cousins by the interception. But I think the fact that they had a uh, quarterback coach and uh, some patience with him. I think they would have had patience with either one of the young quarterbacks, but uh, Cousins has been a good story. And the last half of the season, uh, he's been lights out, set some risk in passing records, and helped both himself and his coach uh, uh, spot there now with the uh, playoffs. Don't be surprised if we don't surprise those uh, Packers come Sunday. Hey, I'm not, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, I was talking about Coach Shanahan early, earlier, Mike Shanahan. He recruited me out of high school to uh, play at the University of Florida. I didn't go to the University of Florida, but I always admired Coach Shanahan. And uh, every chance I had to speak to him, he was always still nice to me, even though I didn't go to the University of Florida. And I was, um, I was always on his side when it came to Robert Griffin and Coach Shanahan. Because I believed in him, I thought he—it was just something about the guy. He's a—he's a football kind of guy, and um, 
He just he you no, know, he's a leader, is what he is. And when you have a leader like Coach Shanahan, it can only be one of them in the room. You know, it's no other leader. It's, you know, no teammate or other coach can be the leader of this ship. It's going to be Coach Shanahan. Well, and I think that's what got him fired in Washington. And um, I think Robert had a lot to do with that. But um, we see now when Coach, Coach Shanahan was saying, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback and he will be uh, a future star in this league. He said that about Cousins. And if we look at him now, He's doing the thing, Ray. And, and you know, the other thing is uh, uh, Cousins and his patience has come in and uh, won the locker room over. He won the fans over. Uh, I don't get to as many games as I used to, but uh, early on there were Redskin jerseys at number 10 with uh, RG3 and uh, uh Cousins has been a good story. He's been a patient guy, didn't make any trouble, uh, and like I say, seems to have won the locker room over. And a, a, a good human story. His dad had uh, cancer and uh, wasn't able to see him until they played the uh, New Orleans Saints where Cousins threw four touchdowns. And, uh, you know, that's a story that hadn't made the headlines uh, much, but uh, Cousins with some duress uh, and uh, just patience and Good football. Like you said, Shanahan kind of labeled him. That's why they went on and drafted him in the fourth round that year. Yes, and, you know, this kid coming from Michigan State, he was a winner in college as well. Uh, he did a lot of good things uh, uh, coming out of college. But Kirk Cousins, through all the the talk and uh, the Robert disgruntledness or whatever he was going through, what did we hear from Cousins? Really That's didn't hear anything from Cousins. Cousins kept he, his mouth shut and, and his head down, and, and like I say, he's won over that locker room. Yeah, he kept working, and we kept hearing all of this talk from Robert, and, and, and Cousins, he did what he was supposed to do, what he was supposed to do, keep his mouth shut and keep working. And he, like you said, he, he won over the locker room with humility. And Robert lost the locker room with a lack of humility. And um, and, 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 and I don't think we're ever going to see Robert again in a, in a Redskins uniform after this season. One of the things I think is Robert has learned and maybe gained some of that uh, humility. And during the offseason, he became a father. But uh, in the uh, game in Philadelphia, it was pointed out that Robert and Cousins were talking before the game. And Cousins said that Robert had been a good teammate uh, and very supportive. He says they, uh, the competition was still there and, uh, you know, they were looking to move on as a team. So sounds good uh, for both of them, hopefully, uh wherever Robert lands, because it looks like Cousins going to be there a while now. Yeah. And, you know, um, Kirk Cousins has always said the right thing, and, and we expect nothing less from him um, than to say the right thing and do the right thing. Hey, Ray, Ray um, we're going to be right back after these messages. Hold on, Ray. We're going to find out where Robert – we're going to talk about where Robert could wind up in 2016. Hey guys, this is Sports Info UM. We'll be right back after these messages.
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's the whole shooting match this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. And we'll talk new guns, suppressors, long-distance shooting, shotgunning, gun legislation, and more. And we're going to be joined by my boy Laramie Sasquatch Miller and World Kyle Calling Champ Jeff Nimnick. Plus Phil Trier of NRA Gun Gurus and Craig Boddington, host of Guns and Ammo TV. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, guys, we got Ray on the line. Hey, Ray, you know, we were just talking about Robert, Robert Griffin. He's the Redskins' um second or third quarterback now we don't know but he's still making a lot of money and um the Redskins are going to be getting rid of him because if they keep him on the roster they're going to have to pay him like 16 million dollars and he's just not worth 16 million dollars when they have to renegotiate Kirk Cousins contract because this is a guy that's brought them to the playoffs and hey when was the last time the Redskins were in the playoff you would know Uh, you know, the last time we were in there, we played uh, Seattle, and uh, we kind of thought that might be the opponent this coming uh, week, but it uh, turned out that uh, we're going to face the uh, Packers, and we'll get them at home. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Oh, yeah, it is going to be interesting to see, and the Redskins are at home, you know, um, yeah. you know. I think this is a, a game that you guys would have to be favored. Um, the, the Packers are, they back themselves into the playoffs. They're not playing very well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is still Aaron Rodgers, but he really has no one to throw the ball to. And uh, that, that appears to be one of your strengths in, in the Redskins is, um, is your secondary. 
Yeah, and and uh, the fact that Cousins is throwing the ball to several uh, players around the field there, and we got a good young tight end and uh, Jordan Reed, uh, so it'll it'll be a, a game that uh, I, I'm, well, I'm very much interested in. But you were saying that the Redskins would be favored. The Redskins were not favored this past week against Dallas. Well, that that that's unbelievable, you know. Um, and I and I take I'm not so sure that the Redskins will be favored this week against uh, Green Bay. I would think that they'd be favored when when I look at the uh, the power rankings of this um, the 12 teams that are left in the uh, in the playoffs. Green Bay's ranked number 12, you know, as as the the highest of the ranking. Uh, number one mm. ranking is the Carolina Panthers, and I'm almost sure that um, the Redskins are around seven. Yeah, probably middle of the pack, and they they're getting healthy. I heard that uh, uh, the offensive line should be intact, and uh, uh, the uh, we got a, a cornerback that got hurt down in Dallas. Uh, but we'll uh, see where that ends. But like you say, the Packers' uh, running, I mean, passing game has kind of fallen off here recently. So. Yeah, their their past their running game has fallen off, and and uh, and Lacey is has dealt with a lot of injuries this year, and that kid John Starks he's had to deal with a lot of injuries, and both these running backs are big guys, and when you big, you know people have to hit you low, they can't hit you high, you know when you when you weigh <laughs> as much as linemen and linebackers, they have to hit you low, so you know these guys are gonna always deal with injuries, nagging injuries, um. Throughout in throughout the year, but especially this time of year. But one of the things that make them a, 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 a playoff team is they are going to be able to run the ball because that's what they've been doing pretty much all year long. And who knows um, uh, how the weather is going to be this weekend in Washington? So it's going to be a physical game, and um, I think the I think the Green Bay is going to really try to run the ball and control the clock, but we all know Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and um, no matter how far out he is, he's going to make it a, a, a close game, and don't let him get out ahead of you. It's hard to catch up to that guy. I would like to say he's a bad man, but Washington has uh, some runners up there that uh, might surprise him still. Uh, Albert Morris, he can, he can run the rock and uh, get a Young guy from Florida, uh, Matt Jones, I think so. Oh yeah, I, and I would agree with you. And um, and um, you know, when, when we look at this guy, uh, Pierre Garcon, he, he's he's been known to have some big playoff games. And uh, and, and hey, you went out and got one of the best receivers, uh, Deshaun Jackson, in the game. And we all know that he can truly take the top off of a defense. He is one of the fastest guys in the NFL. So, hey, who knows what kind yeah. of big plays he's capable of making in this game. Exactly. And, and uh, like I say, that tight end Reed, Jordan Reed, uh, uh, an ex-Gator. So uh, it's, it's, it's one we'll look forward to. Uh, maybe not. The rest of uh, the NFL fans, but uh, Redskin Nation surely will. <laughs> hey, well, Ray, um, 
I think the football fanatics of the United States and the world will definitely be checking this game out this weekend. Uh, we're excited. Um, the playoffs are here. Uh, we know that our our football is dwindling down, and uh, we're going to catch every second of this playoff so we can. I know we are. Yeah. And we got some very popular teams in there, uh, uh, Denver and uh, uh, the Patriots with their quarterbacks, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and and the Carolina Panthers are catching a lot of folks' eyes, especially a lot of young fans with Cam and uh, his uh, celebrating crew. So looking forward to uh, the last month of uh, the year here. Oh, yeah, and, and so am I. And, um, I think, you know, um, some of the big games that we're looking at this week is uh, the Steelers and the Bengals. I think that's that's always a big game, but, you know, that's definitely going to be a big one. Oh, yeah, it's going to be physical and nasty there with uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. So, yeah. Well, hey, Ray, don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime here on the Sports Info UM show. We'll be ready. To take on your sports. All right, thank you, and uh, always good hearing you, sir. Hey, it's always good talking to you. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call next week if these Redskins win. We definitely want to hear what you got to say about it. And if they lose, <laughs> give us a call anyway, Ray. Thanks again. Hey, thank you. Have a good night. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM, and Ray really has some good comments about um, about the Redskins and where he see this team going. Um you know, Ray, Ray said something off the air that I really should have asked him about, it, about again, but he said about Robert Griffin, and um, I think this is one of the things that speaks volumes about a person. He said um, someone that he knew was riding a bus with um, with uh, with the former quarterback for the um, the Washington Redskins, um, Doug Williams. Uh, Doug Williams was the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And um, he said that Robert Griffin is, he had been there maybe two years, and he said Robert Griffin has never once come to see him in his office, and his office is right down from the locker room. Now, I think that just says so much about a person. I mean, here is a a, a legendary coach, a legendary player uh, that went back to his um, school at Grambling and was a head coach there at one time. And, you know, all that he's had to endure throughout his career and in the NFL, um, and Robert couldn't come in and step into his office for a minute and just chit-chat or, I don't know. I just think that's I think that says a lot. But, hey, uh, we wish Robert Griffin well. Uh, a lot of people think he has a possibility to go to um, go to Dallas. I think that, that could be a, a, a place that he may – Land. Um, some say that Robert could wind up in um, in Philadelphia. I don't think that's a good spot for him um, because uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Chip Kelly's not there. Who knows who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to be the coach in Philadelphia? I, I think Philadelphia could be a great spot for him. You know, uh, Philadelphia. They had Randall Cunningham. I'm not saying that Robert Griffin will ever be. Around Cunningham, by no means. I don't think he he'll ever be around Cunningham, but um, I think that might be a good landing spot for him. But the best landing spot for Robert Griffin, I think, is somewhere where he can actually have an opportunity 
to sit behind someone and learn a little bit more about the game. I said it on this. I said it here before. Um, Robert Griffin has a little problem with his eyes. One of them is a little, little shaky. And I think people that have problem with their eyes, I think it's hard for them to focus. And I think because he has a time finding the second and third receiver, I think he really needs that time to develop more as an for more to be a, a certified NFL quarterback because, you know, he was thrown to the wolves early in his career. And um, it's time for him to just maybe sit back and relax and, um, and learn the game a little bit more. But, hey, guys, you know, back to this NFL playoffs. The Chiefs and the Texans square off on Saturday. Um, you know, hey, Andy Reid has really, really put this team in a – Put this team where we where right where we thought he would have this team um, after about four years back in the playoffs and and really a formidable formidable opponent in the playoffs. Well, the Steelers and the Bengals square off Saturday night. Wow, um, you know, <laughs> man, you hate to say it, but hey, uh, we got. We got both of these teams um, are, are, are have been in the playoffs before. Um, we know that that both these teams are are, are capable of, of no, not both of them because Pitts, Pittsburgh is capable of winning Super Bowl and going on to do some things in the Super Bowl. However, the um, the Cincinnati Bengals, we're still waiting for them to get us. A playoff victory, and we just don't know. Every every year we're waiting, we're we're waiting and we're waiting for the Cincinnati Bengals to get us a playoff victory. Marvin Lewis, this is his thirteenth year in the league, and we're still waiting for them to get us a playoff victory. And Marvin Lewis's job has been on the on the line a few times, but he has you know, and, and every year he makes it to the playoffs. But what does he do when he get there? That's that's another story. Now, on the other hand, Pittsburgh is a team that's in the playoffs. They, I'm not gonna say they limped in the playoffs, but um, without D'Angelo Williams playing this week, and it's a possibility he may not play this week, I can almost say they did limp into the playoffs. And the way that defense has been playing this year, Pittsburgh is, is not. Uh, a, a, now, I, I'm not gonna say. Anybody can do some things once we get in the playoffs, but I really think that the uh, the Steelers are are and and Coach Tomlin they ah I don't know this is going to be a real good game and you really can't say who's who's winning or losing but if I'm betting I'm I'm really thinking I'm betting on Big Ben and uh, and Brown at wide receiver for those Pittsburgh Steelers because I, I just think that um. I just, I just really think that when you when you get to the playoffs, the teams that have these veteran quarterbacks are are going to be doing it, doing it much better than these guys that have that don't have the playoff experience. And this kid AJ McCarron for the Bengals, um, not even if Andy Dalton was that quarterback, I don't think it. it I think the experience that uh, that Ben Roethlisberger brings to the table. Is is far greater than that of um, Andy Dalton or 
AJ McCarron, definitely AJ McCarron. So I, I really see um see the Pittsburgh Steelers as as taking this taking this game. Uh, might even be a close game, but I see the Steelers taking it for sure. The Seahawks and the Vikings. Well, um, the first matchup, second matchup on Saturday, we're going to lose one of these brothers as coaches, either be Tomlin or whether it be Marvin Lewis. And then on the second day of the first round of the playoffs, we're going to lose one of these black coaches, whether black quarterbacks, excuse me, uh, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater or whether it be the Seattle Seahawks quarterback, um, Russell Wilson. Because the Seattle Seahawks take on the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Now, um, I, I, the, the Seahawks just have so much playoff experience, so much Super Bowl experience. And if it's any team that's trying to redeem themselves from last year's Super Bowl debacle on the one-yard line when they didn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, it's the Seattle Seahawks. And I think a lot of America would love to see the Seattle Seahawks go from a wild-card team back to the playoffs and and do some things. I just really think that we want to see, we really want to see the Seahawks back in the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Seahawks team is as good as uh, last year's Seahawks team. I think Marshawn Lynch is, has has taken some time off. He will have some fresh legs um, coming up um, into the playoffs. Um, it's already out that um, he's going to be playing. He's coming back. Um, Russell Wilson is just playing some phenomenal football. And I really think that um, he's turned out to be a tremendous leader for this team. Even though I just heard he's getting married to Sierra. And, man, she is hot. Woo! And then let's get back to football. Let's get back to sports. Anyway, and congratulations, Russell. Um, you, you picked the beauty. Um, but anyway, I really think that the um, Seattle Seahawks just have too much experience. Um, they have too much know-how. And... We all know if you could stop Adrian Peterson, that not, might not be an easy task. But if you could stop Adrian Peterson, I really think that you have no problem stopping the Seattle Seahawks. They just don't have enough weapons yet to uh, to be a formidable opponent in uh, in the playoffs. Just yet. And Teddy Bridgewater, this is just his second year in the, in the playoffs. I think he's 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 coming around. And this is a game that uh, that Ray was talking about the pa- the Packers and the Redskins. Um, Aaron Rodgers just hasn't looked that good lately. Kirk Cousins has looked awesome. You know, I mean, you, you you're talking about a guy that's that's done some phenomenal phenomenal things this year. Throw for over four thousand yards for the Redskins. Um, they haven't had a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards since Mark Rippon. That's a long time, and a lot of guys don't even know who Mark Rippon is. Mark Rippon was a quarterback that took the Redskins to the Super Bowl in the 90s. Hey, but guys, you listen to Sports Info. You am on the Voice of America radio, and we'll be back with this college football playoff, Alabama and Clemson. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
America's sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, um, there's another sad story about a, about a former college great um, Maurice Claret arrested in Ohio for um, allegedly um, he refused to take a blood alcohol test, and they arrested him for DUI. Well, you know a lot of a lot of people don't know who um, Maurice Claret is. You know, and this is a guy in 2002 um, he, uh, won the BCS national championship, and uh, Maurice Claret actually was a, a All American running back, Ohio State. A Heisman Trophy candidate, and uh, Maurice Correct um, decided that he wanted to petition the NFL to go pro after his sophomore year. And the NFL has a rule that you have to stay in college for three years. Well, he he tried and failed, and his he didn't have deep enough pockets to fight the NFL, who's one of the richest companies in America and one of the oldest companies in America, and they have long pockets, and you just you just can't battle um, companies like that as one individual. And he lost, but I think it was more about uh, about money more than anything. I think it was more about this young man wanted, seeing himself make so much money for the University of Ohio, for Ohio State, and him not getting anything. And I mean, you know, and Ohio State has 
uh, it wasn't long ago that Pryor um, got in trouble, ended up losing his scholarship, coach, coach ended up losing his job at Ohio State because these young men sold some bold paraphernalia and got tattoos for some of the bold paraphernalia that they had received as gifts. And, I, and I'm, I'm saying all this to say that I really think that we have to do something about these colleges making so much money off of the of these college athletes, especially in football. And I'm, I'm no football because football generates the money. I mean, when you look at Maurice Correct, they still sell his jersey at Ohio State. And when we look at this quarterback prior that played for Ohio State, they still sell his jersey at Ohio State. And and it's just ridiculous to see these programs make close to a hundred million dollars a year and they have no nothing set up, not even for the kid to come back and finish his degree. It, 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 it's it's ludicrous to me, and 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 I and I take I, and I say this, and I can point out that at my university we do have a plan a, a, a program set up for guys that did not get their degree, they can go back and get their degrees, they can go back and um, and get their um, and finish their degrees if they have not gotten their degrees. And, and I know colleges, and, and Maurice Claret's college is one of them. I know people that are part of the program that they can't go back and get and finish their degrees at that program. But yet and still, we're adding more games to college football. I mean, here it is now. We're, we would think that all the bowl games were over, but no. These kids that won the bowl games last week, and I'm talking about Clemson, and I'm talking about Alabama. You know, when we talk about these teams, hey, these teams are getting ready to play an additional football game to determine who is the champion. Now, I think this is fine. I, I, I don't like it, but I think it's okay. Uh, I, I don't like it because I think after after 12 game, a 12-game season or a 13-game th- season, I think that should be enough. I, I really do. Um, but if you're going to add two more games, um, 14 games where we just determine who is the champion, okay, I'm down with that too. But I really think it's going to be a situation eventually where one game is just not going to be enough. We're going to have to have a two additional games after the bowl game's over. So we're going to basically have a three-game playoff series now or a four game playoff series and and where does it stop and i and i i think that if a college can make so much money on on a kid i think that college owes the kid something some people disagree with me i really think that we have to put maybe we set up a program or stipend of some sort because if Tennessee can average over 100,000 fans per game and you take you take the, the, the Tennessee Titans and I've said this enough time two players from the Titans team will play would pay for every one of the scholarships Tennessee's going to give out to their football team for at least a year i mean two players from the Titans team would make enough would pay out their salaries would pay for 
90 guys on scholarship for a year. And, and that's just ridiculous. And, I, and what I'm saying is that if you're going to take, say, $12 million and pay for every scholarship, food, rent, books, everything for an entire year, well, what happens to the other $80 million that, that, you, that, that, that your program made? I mean, who gets that $80 million? It just doesn't seem right. I, to me, it seems as though this money should be shared um, some way or another with these athletes. And I'm saying maybe they should, may, may, maybe what we should find is that they would, they would set up a program. If a kid stays to, at a school for four years, he doesn't finish his degree, we have money set aside where he can come back and finish his degree. Or maybe uh, it's a stipend set aside that every year he gets um, – Three percent. I worked at a hardware store in the summertime a couple years during my college days, and that hardware store every month would give me give, give me and every employee of the store a percentage of everything that we sold. Some months it was ninety eight dollars. Some months it was thirty two dollars. But you know, back in the day, man, when you get a check out of nowhere in the eighties for ninety ninety eight dollars, that was a lot of money. And I really think that that's something that maybe we could set up for, for, for these kids. Because when, when CBS comes to town, when it's Alabama and Tennessee playing on CBS, that's not just a regular game. That's a game that these programs are probably getting ready to split $8 million in the middle of the season. And when we're talking about teams like um, uh, Florida State and Clemson this year, you know, these are two big-time programs, and they're playing on primetime television – whether it be CBS, ABC, Fox, whatever pro, whatever uh, major network it is, these teams are splitting somewhere between six and eight million dollars. I'm telling you, that's enough money right there alone for four year scholarships for all ninety of the kids on the team. And it says something wrong with that. I don't understand it. Never have, and 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 I hope someday I will. But hey, guys, we're getting ready to see. The number one team going up against the number two team, and that will be the Clemson the Clemson Tigers going up against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I really think that um, that this is going to be a big time game. I I, I think that um, Alabama has has enough to 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 win this game, but I really think that. Clemson has the athletes and um, superior athletes, and I think that's that's probably going to be um, I, I, I definitely enough to win this game. You know, we look at this kid, Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry had 339 rushes this year. The, the running back for um, Gillum for, for Clemson, he had 243. I mean, you're literally saying this kid Henry had almost a hundred more rushes than than um, the running back for Clemson, and this is this is the reason why we look at this kid and we say, "Wow, he really has to leave." I mean, there is there's no doubt this kid really has to leave because if if he stays, it's just there's no telling what might happen with him as far as injuries are concerned, and um. The quarterback for for 
Alabama, Jay Coker. Um, you know, he's thrown for 2,489 yards, 17 TDs, eight interceptions. You know, but the Heisman candidate, this kid Watson uh, for Clemson, is is he does it all. Uh, sometimes you think he almost does too much because here's a kid, uh, 287 for four. Um, he's, he's Two hundred and eighty-seven completions, four hundred and thirteen attempts, three thousand five hundred and twelve yards, thirty and thirty TDs, and eleven interceptions. This kid is—he—he's the real deal. Um, to me, sometimes they run him like Tebow, maybe a little too much, but I really think that this kid has has a chance to to make a big difference. Um, in this game, I, I I really see him doing some things. Um, I think he's a he's a superior athlete. Um, I think we we if he can stay healthy, I think we'll find him. We'll see him in the NFL someday. And um, we should hey, but the Clemson team overall, um, and this this guy Dabo Sweeney, you know he he. He seems to be a, a, a coach's player where uh, he's always, you know, friendly and dapper down with, with the kids. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I like my coaches to be a little bit more leader, a little bit more standoffish. Not standoffish, but uh, a little more separate. But some guys like um, um, people like Dabo Sweeney that are players, player coaches. And uh, but let's look at Saban, you know. And I think this is the year for Saban. I think this is a year that he could uh, put this all behind him. Can he win this bowl series championship? Um, if he wins it this year, um, it definitely uh, sets him apart. As there is no him and Bear Bryant. If he wins this year's national championship, it's Saban and Bear Bryant. They won't be side by side or we'll be talking about them in the same sentence it won't be that because uh most of the people that are living now don't even know about bear bryant so it'll just be saving the best coach alabama has ever had now i i i find that kind of hard it's hard for me to say that because i lived in the era of uh of bear bryant and i saw what he did um at the end of his career but and i heard about in my entire living days of watching football, especially in my early days. But um and I guess this is how people feel now that if you just started paying attention to college football in the last five years, all you know about is basically Alabama and, and Saban and, and what he's been able to do um with the Crimson Red. Uh you you you've seen it. So he's he's built something uh something there and I really think that um I really think he has enough this year to uh, to win it all. I think I think he has a quarterback that's probably one of the better quarterbacks he's had there in a while. And uh, I think this kid Derek Henry um, is leaving to go to the pro, so I think he's gonna go out with a big bang. I, I just I just really think that's how it's gonna go. Uh, Clemson has a lot, but uh, I'm not so sure if they're 
they're physical enough to to uh, to handle Alabama because they they're not gonna run from you. They're running at you, guys. It's been great um, talking this week, and we'll be back next week with more sports info and more about what's going on at the University of Miami. And hey, guys, congratulations to Mike Rump. Mike Rump, former University of Miami Hurricane, 2001 National Championship team. Um, hey, congratulations, Mike. Uh, Mike was hired by Coach Mark Rick as um, the cornerbacks uh, coach. He'll be working with the secondary. Uh, Mike was American Heritage coach uh, in Fort Lauderdale in Broward County, won two state championships in 5A. Hey, Mike, you um, you you've you earned it. You deserve it. Now go out and do a great job and make a university proud, man. We need to be getting back on our feet, and we need people like Mike Rump to um, to help us get back where we want to be. I'm glad to see that um, that Mark Rick has went out and um, and got a former player played at University of Miami. Mark, um, thanks, and and Mike Rump. Do your thing, man. I know you're going to be a great asset to the recruiting in South Florida, being a coach at American Heritage in Broward. So, hey, we're looking forward to a lot of big things this year. And it look like we're already getting some things started and rolling down at the U. Thanks, guys, for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with playoff results. And what's going on in the NFL and around the world of sports? See you next week, guys. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.